Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Volume 79 of The Other Stories is sponsored by the Scared to Death podcast. If you're looking for something scary, mysterious and interesting to distract and entertain you, check out the horror podcast, Scared to Death. Scared to Death podcast is nearing 150 episodes of demonic possession, hauntings, shadow people, black-eyed children, alien abductions and so much more. Join Dan Cummins as he tries to scare his wife, Linz, each and every week with dark tales from around the world and around the web. Linz then gets that sweet revenge when she tells even more scary stories that have been submitted by fans. If you need more chills in your life, if you don't feel quite twitchy enough, it's time for Scared to Death. New episodes drop every Tuesday night, the stroke before midnight Pacific time. And it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. So... Get scared to death. Today's episode is Mary Mary, written and narrated by Georgia Cook. Picture a mirror. Build it piece by piece in your mind's eye. It's old, this mirror. Forged from the memory of mill ponds and polished brass, from a time when reflections were barely our own when we peered at the world through mists and smears. This mirror hangs by itself, in a place of your choosing. There are faces carved around the edges, intricate and beautiful, but don't look too closely. 
focus instead on the glass. It's cracked now, of course, as old things often are, held together with nothing more than the fragile logic of fairy tales. The cracks spiral like lace, like webs, like the lines on an old map. Pay no mind to your reflection. Ignore the shapes stirring in the darkness behind you. Choose a crack. Trace it across the surface. Feel the sting against your fingertips. Watch the fractals dance. The evil queen runs blind through the deep dark forest. She runs with blood in her hair and the smell of carrion smoke in her lungs. She hasn't stopped. Not to rest, not to eat, not to brush the briars from her skirt or the leaves from her hair in a time longer than memory. She does not remember what she looks like, only that she once longed to be beautiful. She does not remember her name, only the name they gave her, dragging at her heels in the dust of history. She thinks she must truly have been evil once to suffer this fate, and perhaps she was. The story bends around her, bends through her, whispering. She tried to kill her baby stepdaughter, fairer than fair and paler than milk, in a fit of mad jealousy. Ate her heart, or thought she did, and threw her corpse to the wolves, a child sacrificed to the gods of beauty. But as things thrown to the dark can so often find their way back, so too did the child, poison-lipped and as fair as ever, with a smiling prince and a sharpened sword, and whipped the kingdom to mutiny. The queen tried to run, but Amira's love has never blunted an axe, and nothing escapes the mob. They melted shoes onto her feet as punishment, blistering shoes made from iron and white-hot coals, shoes that seared her flesh and cut to the bone, smoking and crackling until the air stank, until she could do nothing but run. They might still be there, she doesn't know. The stories have stopped mentioning that particular part, but the path behind her is crimson slick. The evil queen runs blind through the deep dark forest, the story ran out before she did, and now she stumbles over its splinters. Leave this fragment for now. Arch up and across. Follow a new crack. See how the pieces glitter. A girl stands alone in her bathroom. The lights are off. The air is warm. The world lies sleeping and dark. The girl's face floats, a pale blot in the bathroom mirror, her eyes wide and white, her mouth a trembling line. In the bath behind her, the tap drips. Her knuckles clench. She knows what to say. One name, repeated three times, her reflection's lips moving soundlessly. The girls at school whisper the game, giggling and wide-eyed, reveling in a shared secret, a secret she longs to join. 
She does not believe in fairy tales, but she believes in whispers. She believes just as ardently as when she knew that coffins can be made of glass, apples filled with poison, and that true love's kiss can breathe life into dead lungs. The logic of fairy tales is still logic of a kind, and children remember it best of all. It never leaves us, not quite. It simply mutates. The girl begins to speak. Bloody Mary. The shadows stir. Bloody Mary. The air in the bathroom grows warmer, as warm as coals. Is that firelight behind her? Or just the glint of dripping taps? Bloody Mary. The girl's breath stills. Her heart pounds. A red crimson hand reaches from the blackness to stroke her hair. Your reflection mists for a moment. The air grows warm. No, don't look behind you. Find a new crack, splitting from the first. Follow it down. Another girl, another midnight. The stairs creak as she climbs. Her nightdress rustles. A candle flickers in her free hand, casting dancing shadows across the walls, dragging upwards from the depths below. The house lies in slumber. The world is silent and still. Only her footsteps. Only her breath. Bloody Mary wasn't always an urban legend. Did you know that? She did not leap from her nightmares whole cloth. She was born a parlour game, carried on the same teenage whispers that carry her now. Softer, smaller, sweeter. A waking dream. At the top of the stairs hangs a mirror. In daylight it reflects the hall, the corridor, the bustle of family life. Now it sits as black as a mill pond. The candle flame sends strange ripples across its surface, growing brighter. The girl whispers as she walks, a single name, Mary. The darkness in the mirror shifts, black on black, waiting. Sweet Mary, a friend to summon at midnight, when all the world is asleep. Say her name three times, and she reveal your true love's face in the darkness behind you. Mary. Mary, Mary, But things change. Mirrors crack. Reflections shift. Especially when viewed in the dark. Now something stares back. Something we weren't meant to see. Mary no longer tolerates our summons. The crack beneath your finger splits suddenly, veering off down two new paths. You see the first. Older even than parlour game Mary. Before bloody Mary. Before her soft younger self. There was Queen Mary of England. A ruler of flesh and blood, draped in religious fever, cleansing her kingdom of heresy. How many died to the stake and the flame? 
Hundreds, we think. Thousands. Bound amidst the roaring tongues, flesh searing, smoke rising, screaming for mercy against the roiling sky. Still merry, still bloody, and as deadly to poor Jane Grey as any three words whispered at midnight. We feared her so much that we changed her into a nursery rhyme, trapped her in stanza and verse, and expected her to act as folk tales do. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. You remember her name now as easily as any parlour game. That's the power of a good story. You see the second branch, sharp across the lines of history and transient folklore. And yet, it brings to mind another queen, long before Mary Tudor, a queen ancient and unnamed, obsessed with mirrors and a mirror's sweet nothings, who plotted against her baby stepdaughter, ate a deer's heart to ensure herself the fairest in all the land, and as punishment was made to dance forever in white-hot shoes, flames and heat, pain and betrayal, running forever through the deep, dark trees. The words may shift, but the bones remain the same. Three stories, three names, three women, each a piece of the same shattered whole, the same pangs of ancient terror, crafted to ensure we never forget our monsters. Whisper their names to the mirror at midnight, and try not to wonder whose voice you might hear in reply. Down and across again, the cracks here are smaller, sharper, frenzied. Your finger leaves a red smear across the glass. Stories live, not as we do. They have no bodies, no voices, no cells to divide and die. They are not physical beings, and yet they murmur, they shift, they dance restlessly on our tongues. You know this, deep in your primal core. You knew it as a child, when folklore and fairy tale lay as real across the landscape as any scientific fact. Sometimes you even remember it now, when the campfire spits, sending embers arching high across the sky. When the closet door creaks open, spilling shadows across the floor. When you gaze into the bathroom mirror, all alone in the dampened dark, and see an unfamiliar face staring back. When you awake alone, gasping with terror, and for a single moment see the bogeyman sitting real and whole beside you. You remember it then. Stories. Breathe. So think, if people can be driven mad, why not folklore? We tear our stories to pieces and stitch them back together. We change names, erase lives, give new tongues to old voices. We take the head from one, the arms from another, connect them to the eyes and heart and stomach of yet more. What living mind could stand such butchery? Folklore is us, after all. All of humanity, stretched across time. And just as we adapt to a changing world, 
so too do we adapt our stories. We twist them. We break them. We force them into pleasing new shapes. Old words for fresh fears. Modern mouths describing modern monsters. The story of a thousand years ago is not the story of today, but it's been alive all that time to watch itself change. Children understand. They almost grasp what we've done to our fairy tales. They understand the vengeance folklore would wreak upon us. Cinderella and Snow White. Pinocchio and the Big Bad Wolf. If only they could. They know to fear the bogeyman. One final twist brings you back to the centre of the mirror. Behind you the shadows convulse. You see the whites of your eyes. The flash of teeth. You realise, now, that your reflection is no longer your own. Has it ever been? Bloody Mary sits crouched behind her mirror. It is an ancient mirror. Possibly the oldest mirror of all. Her eyes are millpond black. Her teeth are glittering shards. Her breath smells of meat and bathroom damp. Carrion smoke and pleading cries. She sees all, hears all, watches every crack. She is Mary. She is the evil queen. She is the memory of the atrocities we commit in the name of obsession. She is our creation. Bloody Mary wasn't always a monster, but we changed her. Queen Mary wasn't born a folktale, but we rewrote her. Perhaps the evil queen was always evil, but for our own amusement we stitched her a face, gave her a name, affixed new meaning to her legend, and thought she wouldn't notice. The evil queen runs blind through the forest, smoke at her heels and blood on the path. The road ahead splits a thousand different ways, the road behind lies as fractured as broken glass. Queen Mary watches from her throne as a thousand heretics burn in agony, her form twisted against a mocking nursery rhyme. Bloody Mary stares from a thousand mirrors, her skin blistered and crisp, waiting for innocent curiosity to set her free. All different. All the same. All of them Mary. We tell her story over and over, each narrative almost identical, every fractal slightly changed, splintering off into a thousand new stories. We forced three narratives into a single space and made them dance for us in the candlelight. Is it any wonder Mary hates us? It's important to remember that we put the bloody in her name. Are you ready now? You've stood here long enough, gazing at a face that was never yours, in a darkness conjured from your own imagination. What did you picture around you? What of the frame? What of the glass? We build our own nightmares, trap our own fairy tales. You know now what we craft from our fears. You've traced the splinters of Mary back to her source. You've seen the face we give to our fear of the dark. 
You've watched your blood slick across the glass, drawing lines in sacrifice and curiosity. It's too late to back out now. Say her name. Say it three times, in whichever way you remember best, and pray the mirror holds. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, what has your mirror said? It spoke of princes and kings and such pretty things, and all of them, all of them, all of them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Mary, Mary, it was written and narrated by Georgia Cook, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Blair Moon and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington for tuning up our content engines topping our social media gas or petrol and pumping our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook tyres. Honk honk, we're ready to go. Thanks, Ben. (laughs) Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She is the winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Staunch Book Prize and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at at GeorgiaCooked and on her website, www.georgiacookwriter.com. Once again, this episode has been sponsored by Scared to Death, so if you're looking for something scary, mysterious, and interesting to distract and entertain you, check out the horror podcast, Scared to Death. If you need more chills in your life, if you don't feel quite twitchy enough, tune in for new episodes that drop every Tuesday night, the stroke before midnight Pacific time, and it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. Once again, that's Scared to Death. The link will be in the show notes. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.